Hey there, folks. With the rise of AI and Google becoming a cookie cutter, the question today is, is SEO dead? I'm Aaron Young. Let's find out. Now, streaming right around the world, this is Ticker Today. It is so great to be with you wherever you're joining us from in the ever-evolving landscape of digital marketing. 2024 promises to be a year of seismic shifts in the world of SEO as search engines become smarter, user preferences continue to change, businesses and marketers must stay ahead of the game. But how do you do that from AI-driven content optimization to the rise of visual search? This year holds a trove of groundbreaking trends that will reshape the way that we approach SEO. Now, Harry Sanders is the founder of Studio Hawk and he joins me now in the studio. Harry, it has been a long time since we caught up, but things have been going so well for you. Yeah, we've been busy. The world is changing. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the trends that we are seeing for 2024 in mm. the world of SEO. What are the big yeah. ones that you're following at Studio Hawk? Some of the big things that we're seeing, obviously, AI, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. Yeah. Like AI is evolving the way we produce content. But Google is kind of catching up with how they are deeming AI and how you can get around it. Because the threat was for poor mm. old Google is they would be dead because Absolutely. of AI. Absolutely. So they've had to come up with a system to find out how they sift through that AI content. Which we will talk about. Um, so some of the other trends aside from AI? User-generated content is a massive one, right? People want to see other people enjoying things. This, this downfall of a lot of influencers and more, you know, more micro-influencers, but more just, you know, I want to see the average person unboxing this thing and using this product. What's or... the difference between an influencer and a micro-influencer? So is that just someone with fewer followers? Basically, yeah. And influencer think like, so the kind of influencers that work nowadays that think of like your Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Right. Obviously, that's going to work really well aligning with the product. But then on the micro level, it could just be like you might have, you know, I have an electric skateboard. I open up an electric skateboard and I show myself using it and reviewing it. That's worth more than just some random influencer. Right. So I was kind of thinking that it was the difference between an influencer or someone you don't know and a, a micro influencer or someone you do know. But you're saying that what it is, is it's that real person. It's authentic. Having an authentic relationship Correct. with a product that we're interested in. So Google's trying to compete with TikTok, a brand new feature coming out called Perspectives. It hasn't launched yet in anywhere, but it's basically YouTube Shorts or a competitor to TikTok in the search results. Oh, Harry, every, I don't know if you're the same as this, but in our office, whenever there is something new, these days there's this collective O for FFS because yeah. it is becoming so frequent. Yeah, it's like now another thing. You can't yeah. necessarily drop what you've been doing, but you have to add something else. Yes, that's exactly right. Google has two threats in their market. Right now it is TikTok and AI, and they're coming up with solutions for both of them. Shorts being the one that they came up with, but yep. that was something they found pretty hard to monetize. And a lot of content creators, again, were saying, all right, we can see now you're pushing vertical, yeah. you're pushing short form, so much of the audience is on mobile, um, but now we're having to completely redo the way that our content creation is while still asking us to produce these large widescreen form videos. Yeah, absolutely. People are filming both vertical and horizontal content now, which is a real pain to set up. Let's talk about artificial intelligence <laughs> because that is the thing on everyone's mind. If you have a look at the stocks that seem to be doing really well when it comes to the New York Stock Exchange and the NASDAQ, they are anything to do with AI. Yeah. Have you guys got Studio Hawk AI up and running yet? <laughs> We're working on it. We're working on it. The thing with AI, as everyone's kind of touched upon and talked about, is it's kind of form, it's using existing formed 
opinions and content on the internet. Mm. So Google's shifting to this idea of EEAT, which stands for expertise, authority, and trust, right? Uh, overpinned by the first E, which is experience. So really what they're trying to do is I can have an opinion on hair and makeup. It's not going to be a very good opinion, but I can have an opinion. Clearly. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> so what they're trying to do is get actual professionals and experts that have got content pieces, interviews, podcasts, talking about hair and makeup to produce that content. That's their counter to AI. Um, so that way it's expert content. What does that mean in the real world? How does that work for us? What that means is instead of when you Google something, you see some random website talking about some random topic, it's... Ticker is an authority on business news mm. and anything to do with business news, Ticker then swallows. But if Ticker starts producing content that doesn't really align with that vertical or I don't know, if Ticker starts doing, I don't know, hardware, I, I couldn't tell you. Google looks at that and goes, actually, that's not the vertical that we want to show these guys for. So it's completely- Does that mean it's limiting for businesses that are perhaps trying to find a way to grow away from their vertical? Yes, but it's always been limiting. It's always... Because given the amount of time I spend at a hardware store, ticker <laughs> hardware is probably not a bad idea. Yeah, actually, that could, be a, <laughs> that could be a shout. But they're basically trying to get businesses to niche down, right? right. There's too many businesses trying to expand too vertically uh, and that's all horizontally and that's just not what Google wants to see. Which is interesting. I mean, when you and I first met, which was back in 2019, we yep. were at a very small office in the CBD, um, a co-working space. It was when Ticker was first starting off. Um, and I remember heading to your office and I was asking you questions about this SEO thing. Yeah. And you must hear that a lot, but also you back then were saying that the number one thing to do is to have a WordPress blog. Yep. I had no idea what WordPress was. Um, this is the, 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 the skill stacking that I've done over the past few years. But part of that question was um, that you constantly produce blog formed content mm. was the way to do back then. Yep. What has changed since our meeting in 2019? So Google still understands blog form content the best. However, authorship has changed a lot, right? If you put yourself down as an author for that, that's very good. If you just put admin or some random person, Google actually gives that content less priority, right? They see it as less valuable because of the authorship. And it makes sense. In the real world, if you say something that you're an expert in, that's going to carry more weight than if someone that's not an expert in that says that. And that's how Google's trying to So that's that. still really important, right? To, important. to have the blogs and to have ownership over the authorship of the page is yeah. still important. That hasn't changed. No. So let's talk about what has changed since yeah. then when it comes to things like AI and video and, and all of the image searches that we're seeing now too. So Google now wants to supplement all that blog content with video content but not long form video content, quite short form. Probably a maximum of kind of 15 minutes and then minimums of like, you know, 10 to 30 seconds. Mm. They wanna capture that almost like everything we do needs a trailer or a teaser now. Like before you watch an 11 minute video, there needs to be like a 10 second short on like what I'm gonna get out of watching this. <laughs> so uh, as attention spans get smaller and smaller, that blog content, content is great for people or more so for So it's a bit like engines. when we jump on Netflix yeah. and we're about and to you, choose exactly. a one hour, a one and a half hour thing to watch a movie. And there's that autoplay, really annoying thing when yeah, you're trying yeah, to find yeah. something. I always end up with the horror ones, which isn't what I want. Oh, but no. essentially Google is saying, um, before people are about to dive into this, mm. 
we need a bit of a trailer to show them what to expect. That's a perfect analogy. It's literally like, yeah, hovering over a show, watching it. And then eventually after scrolling through a bunch of them, you get the one that you watch the whole trailer for and you're yeah. like, oh, okay, I'll watch it. Now, Google's pretty terrifying for a lot of people at the moment. One yeah. is the cost of ads that we'll talk about. But mm. secondly is cookies. Now, yes. the death of cookies was very much pushed by Apple and Elon Musk is annoyed about it, but no one more so than Mark Zuckerberg, uh. who had to venture into some pretend world to overcome the death of cookies. <laughs> um, where do you see cookies and Google at the moment? So Google is, look, Google's always had the idea that you don't need to kind of outswim the shark. You just need to outswim those that are, you know, furthest away. Right. So let Zuckerberg take the So you don't have to be Facebook. the best, just be good just and consistently good. Yeah. So go cookies are dying, right? Cookies are dying. They're just, they're going to get regulated. Why are they dying? Is it because it was becoming too sneaky and we were losing too privacy? Sneaky. We're losing yeah. privacy. It's becoming too sneaky. So Apple's, kind of Cambridge Analytics times a thousand. Yeah, Apple's re like removed cookies on their devices, and Apple still is like forty percent of the market. So now forty percent of the market doesn't have cookies. Android's going to make the same move. All of a sudden, if you don't have a plan for you know search or anything without cookies, you're dead in the water. So Google has kind of seen this, and they're just like, you know what? I mean, they own the Android market. We're going to get rid of these cookies on our own terms and plan for that so that everyone else is just gonna to have to catch up. But the advertising industry has not planned for it. No, they've not. And nor has Google really with their, even their ad platforms. Uh, I think Google is in a very turbulent time where they're competing or they're fighting wars on a lot of fronts and they're willing to just do something and figure it out later right, right now. Let's talk about ad costs because mm. if I was a company where I had ChatGPT and AI banging at my door, I probably wouldn't want to be raising the prices for very frustrated, worried consumers who now have choices to go elsewhere. But yet, one thing I continue to hear, and you no doubt hear it as well, it's becoming so expensive to advertise on Google. Yeah, so ad costs are up again another 14% this year, um, just year on year. And it's just because, remember, ads are an auction. The more people that start advertising, the higher those ad costs are. And as much as people hate paying the ad costs, there is someone that's willing to pay it, and it drives up the auction cost. So that ad costs, I always say to people, are never going to go down, ever. Like, they will go up again next year. Um, the only way to compete with that is to look at new platforms or organic content, your own audience. So talk to us about those new platforms. A big one we think about is TikTok as well. Yep. A lot of concerns about whether or not the numbers are real, but that's been the case everywhere, including Facebook yep. and even Google at times too with YouTube. Um, what, what do you think about how TikTok has reshaped the market? I think TikTok's an interesting one. Right now, the ads on TikTok for specific businesses can be really powerful. Um, but also that's just because there's not a lot of people, you know, that are advertising on TikTok just yet. That's still an emerging market. We like to think that people or businesses are very, they shift to things very fast. The reality is we know that's not the case. They're very slow. There are still people for the first time, big brands advertising on Google for the first time. Wow. Uh, and so, you know, it takes time for the market to shift to these things. Let's talk about big brands. Um, mm. You have had an incredible journey. We've spoken about it before, about how Studio Hawk came about and all mm. the reasons for that. London, how's the UK going for you? Oh, I love the London. I love the UK market. London's going fantastically. Yep. What is the difference between the UK market and the Australian market? I think the difference between the UK and the Australian market are people are a lot more savvy about SEO in the UK, which is great for what we do because it's more of a specialized kind of offering. 
which means that we don't have to do a lot of re-education and people are willing to spend way more money. Uh, like our, our fees in the UK are pretty much double what we charge in the UK, wow. uh, in Australia. Wow. And it's the same kind of talent, the same kind of people, and the expectations are just way more aligned. It's such an interesting journey, I suppose, for Australian uh, heading overseas. Mm. Um, we've seen the expansion as well ourselves here at Ticker. Talk to us about your, your plans for the US market. So now that London's kind of humming and that's continuing to grow and literally break every budget we try and hit <laughs> for that business, um, we are now kind of looking at the US because it's kind of a similar thing. Mm. Now the UK is you know really exceptional, but the US is just a different beast. Like our business in Australia, if we were in the UK, it would be at $120 million wow. recurring revenue business. Wow. Uh, and so that's what we're trying to get to, break into that market. They are not very good at SEO, very good at advertising. Wow. Mm. And that's where there's a massive gap in that market for us. All right, Harry, really appreciate your time as always. Thanks for dropping by. Thanks for having me on. Harry Sanders from Studio Hawk. And that is a program of Ticker right now. I'm Aaron Young. I do hope to see you again soon. You're watching Ticker. We'll have more in just a few minutes. 